Welcome. Greetings from Elfie's World. Now, this is a place where we try to bring you a little fun, pique your interest, and maybe, maybe even give you an opportunity to, well, learn a thing or two about history. I am so glad that you decided to join us today. My name is Elfie Wolfram, and I hope you enjoy our presentation. Now, today, we're presenting another program from our collection of stories entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. Now, these are true stories which have often either been well, totally overlooked or sometimes not given well, quite the attention they deserve by the gurus of history. We'll leave it to you to decide why they have sometimes been neglected in the annals of time. Now, this program... Number two in our weekly series is entitled, But Richard Had a Secret Life. So, kick back, relax, and enjoy. Richard Hart was not a man to be reckoned with. He was a person who carried the respect and esteem of everyone he met. But... Richard had a secret life. Born in 1892, Richard grew up in a large family in a rather rough section of Brooklyn, New York, known as Greenpoint. Coming from a family of six brothers and four sisters, in his youth he felt remarkably close to his family. He was especially devoted to three of his brothers, Ralph, Frank, and Al. These four siblings soon gained the reputation of being able to outfight any gang of youngsters in Brooklyn during this most turbulent of times. It was a dark night in 1915. A fight was ready to come down between Richard and his brothers and another of Brooklyn's toughs. However, on that particular night... Richard announced to his brothers that he no longer wanted to continue fighting as a way of life. Well, this was unheard of in his family, especially coming from the senior brother of this fighting foursome. Upon hearing the announcement, baby brother Al responded to his big brother by saying, This family ain't afraid of nobody. And just to prove his point, at the tender age of 16, little Al proceeded to go out and kill a man. After all, for him, it was a matter of family honor, at least in his eyes. Whether it was fear or conscience, we'll never know. However, that incident was a turning point in Richard's life. And so he decided to leave town, thus putting to an end the reign of his family's fearsome foursome. Feeling the big city was too crowded, Richard packed up his things and headed west to seek his fortune. And thus began Richard's secret life. Being strong and muscular, always ready for an adventure, it didn't take long before Richard found a new life as a member of a traveling circus. As he toured around the Midwest, 
for the first time ever, he was introduced to Native Americans. Almost immediately, he became fascinated with their way of life and their culture. Also during this time, Richard developed his skill in handling a gun and became an expert marksman, not only with a rifle, but especially with a pistol. With the outbreak of World War I, Richard would put his newfound skill of shooting to a practical test. He enlisted in the army and was sent to France as part of the much-heralded American Expeditionary Force, serving under General John Blackjack Pershing. Being a crack shot and showing the marks of a good soldier, he was soon promoted to lieutenant. He would be the only one of the six brothers in his family to serve in World War I. As Richard more and more lost contact with his family back home, he more and more began to shape his new secret life. When the war came to an end, Richard hopped a train for the Midwest and ended up in the tiny town of Homer, Nebraska, less than 25 miles southwest of Sioux City, Iowa. Not too long after his arrival, Homer was hit by the flash flood of 1919. In addition to sweeping away 75 homes and businesses, it carried away a gorgeous young gal by the name of Kathleen Winch. Almost as though it were scripted for the movies, Richard fearlessly leaped into action, rescuing the fair maiden and her family from the torrents of that flood. And, just like in the cinema, Richard and Kathleen soon fell in love and were married. Now, with the advent of the Prohibition Laws being enacted in 1920, Richard saw an opportunity to put his marksmanship skills that he had developed to work and, at the same time, pursue an adventurous life. He decided to become a Prohibition officer. But Richard Hart had to be very careful. He had to maintain his secret life. Now, Richard Hart did not go on to be just another run-of-the-mill prohibition officer. Oh, no. I mean, after all, this was the Roaring Twenties, and Nebraska was on the edge of the frontier. His new job often led him to arrest bootleggers, murderers, horse thieves, and countless other criminals. As he became involved in countless shootouts with criminals, his unsurpassed skills with firearms soon became the talk of almost everyone in the territory. <laughs> with a pearl-handled revolver on each hip, his fame grew, and he soon became known as Two-Gun Hart. As his fame spread, it wasn't long before he was hired by the United States Indian Services as a peace officer. His job was to keep alcohol off the Indian reservations in the Midwest. Having four sons, Richard and his wife Kathleen, made the unusual decision for that period of time to make their home among the various Native American tribes of the Midwest, primarily the Sioux and the Cheyenne. 
In the course of his work as a tribal peace officer, he learned several native languages and developed close relationships with many of the tribal leaders. Over time, the Sioux would name him Sioko, which in the Sioux language meant a man of large stature. As his reputation grew, his skills and expertise as a lawman soon became noticed by the news media of the day. Headlines such as, Two-Gun Hart Gets His Man, and Two-Gun Hart Brings Booze Offenders In, soon began to appear in various newspapers. He was even chosen to be bodyguard for President Calvin Coolidge on one of the president's trips to the Midwest. Well, with all this notoriety, it was becoming more and more difficult for Richard to keep his old life a secret. After the Prohibition era came to an end, Richard decided eh, to slow down and enjoy his family life. He accepted an appointment as town marshal in his wife's hometown of Homer, Nebraska. Population, 400. A dedicated family man, Richard's favorite pastime soon became teaching his children and then his grandchildren to hunt and to fish. And thus, Richard Hart, a.k.a. Two-Gun Hart, who had fought the enemy face-to-face -face in trench warfare during World War I and faced down many a desperado in real-life shootouts, saw his life come to a peaceful and tranquil end when he died quietly of a heart attack at his home in Homer, Nebraska, on October 1, 1952, with his wife Kathleen and his son Harry by his side. But what was this secret life that Richard Hart worked so hard to keep for so many years? What was it he didn't want the world to know? Um, well... Uh... Richard Hart's secret was indeed amazing. As you may have guessed by now, his real name was not Richard Hart. In 1892, he had been born James Vincenzo Capone. And that baby brother, the man who had killed another person back in 1915, just to show how tough he was, was none other than Al Scarface Capone, the most notorious mobster and bootlegger in all American history. Now, Richard Hart, uh, a.k.a. James Vincenzo Capone, did not stay estranged from his family to the end of his life. In 1946, he took his son, Harry, to the first reunion he had had with his famous brother in over 30 years. By this time, Big Al Capone had completed a sentence at the much-feared Alcatraz prison. He was released early because of his deteriorating health condition. Meeting at a family cabin up in Wisconsin, it must have been very sad for Richard to see his younger sibling this one last time. For now, his baby brother was racked with syphilis, 
which diminished his mind to that of a twelve-year-old. Perhaps the most interesting part of this story was how the rest of the town of Homer, Nebraska, reacted to Richard and his secret. Although most of the senior members of the community knew of Richard's background and the existence of his notorious brother, everyone, everyone kept an unspoken vow of silence regarding his secret life. Though connection to a scandalous brother may have occasionally been whispered about by a few of the youths in the community, the parents made it clear that he had earned his new life, and nothing, nothing beyond that was to be spoken of. Now, if you were his close friend, you might call him Dick. Otherwise, he was known only as Richard Two-Gun-Heart, the pride of Homer, Nebraska. Perhaps it is this part of the story which is the most amazing but true. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been program number two entitled, But Richard Had a Secret Life in our weekly series entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. Now, each week we will be presenting for your enjoyment and edification a brand new audio story from our collection of Amazing But True Tales from History. Now, some of these stories come from our book entitled Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More. As a listener to this program, you are entitled to purchase autographed copies of our book, Elfie's Amazing But True Tales of American History and More, at half the publisher's price of $13.95, or a mere $7 per book. And that includes shipping and handling. For more information, merely go to elfiesworld.com. That's A-L-F-Y-S-W-O-R-L-D, elfiesworld.com, and click on Elfie the Writer for more information. And now, I would like to thank the following for helping to make this program possible. First, Garrett Wolfram, our technical producer and supervisor, the late Irene Wolfram, principal editor and provider of Sage Council, expert publishing for their help in editing and publishing our book. Lucas Ganza Anna Waltz for the Parlor Guitar Magic Set. Herbert Bolin for his Piano Mood Happy Four. Ninad Simic for Piano Transition. And finally, the thousands of readers who have supported our efforts from the beginning. Now, if you would like to hear previous broadcast episodes of Elfie's Amazing But True Tales, please go to elfiesworld.com. That's A-L-F-Y-S-W-O-R-L-D, elfiesworld.com. Then click on Elfie the Podcast and select the desired program by name or number. Once again, thank you so very much for joining us. We hope 
you will be with us again next week for another exciting adventure of Elfie's Amazing But True Tales. And until then, remember, not only can reading and studying of history be fun and exciting, but also by studying the past, we can sometimes get an insight into our future. This is Elfie Wolfram reminding you to stay well and stay safe. <laughs>